What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I'm just going to jump right into the top moments from last night. So we will begin with Mookie Betts out in the desert in Arizona, having a big day, a big game. I would say his first big game for the Dodgers. He had his first Dodgers home run. He went three for five with a home run. And defensively, he made a phenomenal throw. I mean, just a reminder that you don't run on Mookie Betts. You know, he's the best right fielder in baseball. And he made a throw where, uh, you know, I think it was, yeah, Cattell Marte was trying to leg out a triple in the right field corner. And Mookie picks it up and throws it on a line all the way to third base. And they get him out. And it reminded me of ex exactly of a very similar play in Tropicana Field when Mookie was with the Red Sox a couple years ago. And Kevin Kiermaier trying to do the exact same thing, and Mookie gunned him down. That's why you don't run on Mookie Betts. Uh, he's, you know, he's an elite outfielder, elite arm, elite range, everything. But yeah, so he he had a big game, a double, a home run, and an RBI single, and a five to three Dodgers loss to Arizona. But um, I would say that that's the Mookie we all know. That's the Mookie that I knew watched you know, for years in Boston, and the Dodgers are happy to have. But the D-backs did win this game 5-3, to three, so um, I should probably mention that. You know, this game, um, you know, was basically won on an eighth-inning rally by the D-backs where they came back to win, and that Dodgers bullpen got beat up a little bit. I mean, Blake Trinan was pitching for the – for the Dodgers there. I mean, all runs were charged to him. All four runs in the eighth inning were charged to Blake Trinan. And all of them were actually unearned because there was an error by Justin Turner. He was shifted uh, over and, um, you know, he booted a, a sharp one-out grounder by Cattell Marte. And then, you know, that's when the floodgates kind of opened. And they were charged to Trinan, but at least they were unearned for him. Blake Trinan's trying to make a bit of a, you know, a rebound this year. You know, he was one of the better closers or you know relievers and all baseball a couple years ago lost it all last year and now the Dodgers signed him trying to hope that you know catch lightning in a bottle and he can he can do some damage but the D-backs win that game moving over to Anaheim the Astros defeated the Angels nine to six thanks to a career high four RBIs by Kyle Tucker and Kyle Tucker I mean he's a guy who I mean, honestly, at this point, needs to kind of break out a little bit. You know, he's been up in the big leagues for like a year, and he's been solid, but he hasn't really bursted out and shown anybody why he was that untouchable prospect for the Astros. You know, Astros had, you know, big-time farm system, everything, and he was the prospect at the top of that list. You know, fifth overall pick in 2015, you know, first-round pick, high, you know, high draft pick and everything. Yesterday was was the best game he's had so far in his career four hits uh in anaheim i mean he he did it with a 103 mile an hour double in the second inning and then a 109 mile an hour single in the fourth you know those two uh you know hits came off the bat with some serious exit velo we're like okay that's the that's the kind of the the barrel control and that, that's the kind of exit velo we were hoping to see from kyle tucker when he was coming up through the minor leagues that's what he was doing just barreling balls all the time so we saw that yesterday, and that was really good. I mean, he came into the season only having played 50 games. And, you know, it was pretty unsure, you know, how much he would be able to get, you know, into outfield because 
the Astros outfield is kind of stacked or is very stacked. Um, but with Jordan Alvarez still not ready yet, this is Kyle Tucker's chance. So he's alongside George Springer and, you know, other guys, um, Josh Reddick, for example. And yeah, his hard hit rate, his hard hit rate is basically where he makes his money. Uh, last year, Tucker was hitting the ball really hard, but, you know, he wasn't finding holes. This year, he was hitting the ball hard again, and hopefully those are going to find holes, and we, we see him burst on the scene to fulfill that lofty, lofty ceiling of his. But, you know, overall, this was a good game for the Astros, started by Lance McCullers Jr., and, um, you know, the bullpen held on held on to this one with some, you know, some rookies, really. Um Enoli Paredes, some guys we haven't really heard of, but they were able to hang on for the win here after Lance McCullers left the game. 9-6 victory over the Angels. Next up, we have Travis Darno burning the Mets to help the Braves cap a wild win, an 11-10 win over the Mets in Atlanta last night. And, um, yeah, Travis Darno, I mean, he's, he's a catcher, and he – hadn't really been like at the forefront of their depth chart or anything, but obviously they've needed some extra depth. But thanks to him, yesterday, three-run double with two outs in the eighth, the Braves climbed to their third straight win. And um, that, that was a big game for Travis Darno. I mean, he's had a couple big games now for them. Looks like that catcher role is going to be his for the foreseeable future. I mean, they're going to ride the hot hand. That's what you have to do in a 60-game season. You just ride the hot hand. I know they have like Alex Jackson and other guys over there that you know that split time with him, but I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to pull him from this role at this point in time. So the Braves defeat the Mets yesterday in a wild win, 11 to 10 at Truist Park. Moving over to San Diego, the Padres. You know, a lot of people are catching Padres fever this year. You know. With expanded playoffs, this is a team that people want to see do well. I want to see them do well. I want to see Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, on the big stage. I want to see, you know, uh, Tommy Pham, guys like that. You know, legitimate studs. I want to see them pitch well. Uh, sorry, play well. Chris Paddock. I want to see him pitch well. So yesterday, you know, they they won yesterday, um, defeating the Colorado Rockies by a score of eight to seven, thanks to home runs by Fernando Tatis Jr. Jr. and Tommy Pham. Uh, a wild ninth inning where their closer Kirby Yates allowed two runs and then Drew Pomerantz had to come in and lock it down for an 8-7 to seven Padres victory. But those two bats, Tatis and Pham, are going to carry them. Not even Manny Machado, believe it or not. I, I, I think their offense is going to go as far as you know, Fernando Tatis takes them. Uh, Tommy Pham is probably their best overall hitter. but Or actually, who knows? I, Tatis is good too. I, I might just be sleeping on him because he's young. And I'm just giving um, uh, Fam the edge because of the track record. But, I mean, up till now, Fernando Tatis is a career 976 OPS guy. So I guess I should be fair and give it to him. But he's a monster, 21 years old. And he's just 21, dude. Like, this dude is, is insanely good. Really good. The future of baseball there at shortstop. Absolutely. The Cubs get just Jason Kipnis's first... Cub home run. Um, I mean, he ho he probably hoped that his first Cub home run would become in in front of a packed house at Wrigley Field. He's a he's a Chicago native in front of family and friends, but he had to do it, you know, in an empty Wrigley Field. But 
I'm sure it was still special nonetheless as a hometown kid getting to do that. The Cubs win 6-3 over the Pirates on Friday night. And this was largely due to a strong start by you Darvish. I mean, you Darvish looked really good. He was absolutely dominant. Um, the goal for him this year was to pick up where he left off last season. Uh, you know, he, he left off last season feeling really good. And, you know, last night, six shutout innings against the Pirates, seven strikeouts, and just two singles, reaching 98 miles an hour as fastball. That's vintage you Darvish. And uh, that's exactly what they're going to need from him moving forward. The Cubs look pretty good for now. They're 5-2 and two a week into the season. As far as the second base battle for um, the Cubs, they're just going with a tandem with Nico Horner and Jason Kipnis. Like I mentioned yesterday, um, Jason Kipnis homered, but Nico Horner is up in big league camp too. I mean, he's he's on the roster. He's playing. I mean, Kipnis earned the spot on opening day, but, you know, they're, they're keeping Horner like in the wings, and, and basically he's kind of like their next guy up off the bench. They're, they're keeping Kipnis as the main starter now, but Nico Horner's still there. He'll spell him for a day off or something like that. But, um... I mean, this it's a good problem to have if you're the Cubs. Absolutely a good problem to have. Nico Horner's gonna be a big leader. He's gonna he's gonna stay. I mean, I mean he's off to a strong start this year in five games. He's hitting 389 this year. He's he's a guy who's gonna hit. He's hit everywhere he's gone. In college, he hit. In the minors, he hit. In the major league, so far he's hitting. Craig Kimbrell was a bit shaky in the ninth yesterday. He's been a bit shaky since he's been with the Cubs. I mean, but I I don't really know. His, his fastball's down obviously a few ticks than it used to be in his prime. Um, he, he's sitting 96, 97, which is still, you know, gas. It's just that we're used to seeing this guy throw hundred, but the only, the, the cause for concern is that all five of the balls put in play against him last night, topped hundred miles an hour in exit velo. So that's, that's a huge red flag. I mean, a 104.9 mile an hour line out to deep center for Gregory Polanco, a 104.7 mile an hour ground out by Brian Reynolds. These guys are absolutely squaring him up. That's a huge red flag if you're the Cubs. Something to keep an eye on. And last but not least, I want to talk about the Twins game yesterday. Randy Dobnak started for them. And, um, I mean, he's to call him a spot starter isn't really fair. Remember this guy started for them in, in the playoffs last year. You know, a guy who just who, who rushed through the minor leagues at the last moment. And kind of came out of nowhere. And he was good yesterday. I mean, he, he carried the Twins to a 4-1 to victory over the Indians at Target Field. Uh, he's a rookie, technically a rookie, a 25-year-old rookie. But he's been very good. Uh, you know, five scoreless frames yesterday on three hits. What more could you want if you're the Twins? I think the Twins are just this, they're, they're kind of like... Nah, I don't want to say they're similar to the Rays. They're, they're built differently now. So they're an offensive team. They have a lot of offense, but they seem to just be piecing together all the right pitchers that can just get the job done. Nobody that really jumps off the page at you as far as pitching, but guys who can eat innings and get the job done. That seems to be working really well for them up there in Minnesota. So Randy Dobnak had a good game. Five scoreless yesterday, leading them, the Twins, to a victory over the Indians. Alex Avila homered for the Twins yesterday, by the way. And Eddie Rosario hit a two-run double, and Max Kepler hit a leadoff home run. There we go. That, that should give us the – that's the, the the source of all all four runs they, they scored. So, yes, that's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.